Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. Jackie Schechter's back. Oh, my God. Hi, Jackie. Uh-oh. 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 Can you hear me? Now, yes. we, can. now yes. we can. Hi, precious. Okay, sorry. Technical difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. You're more beautiful than ever. Oh, stop it. Can we clear the air and just let everybody know that there wasn't some big cat fight or something? Yes. Oh, my God. That's how somebody on Twitter is like, has Jackie Schechner been blackballed? I was like, no. (laughs) She took a job where she couldn't do media for a while. What? what? She's family. I thought it was that time that she flipped the table at your house. I was something that that asked me not to do media for a short period of time. So I I took a hiatus. But but I'm back. But you are the media, Jackie. You are the media. (laughs) Radio. What is it? CV got small. You're still big. That's right. Okay. Listen. Um. No, I. But it's so. Fu- I, I was laughing because I thought, "Oh my God, this is the perfect moment in time, though, to talk to you and to have you uh, come back." You did uh, investigateRussia.org dot org for uh, uh, I don't know how long that was. Couple of years. Couple of years. Yeah. yeah. And um, and here we are coming, hopefully, out of COVID. You're a healthcare expert. You helped the original Affordable Care Act. You're a PR and messaging expert. <laughs> I have to ask you, Jackie. Let's start with that. Yeah. The media focusing on Biden's low approval ratings. And as we go into the State of the Union tomorrow, is this not the most successful first year of a presidency ever? Uh, Yeah, well, what's interesting now is that, you know, we're not hearing the president's every little move on television every day. And we got so used to that with Trump because he was so interested in making news at every moment and being the center of attention that we lost complete track of policy. It was all about politics. And now we've got Biden, who's really honing in on policy and just putting his head down and getting the work done. And the media doesn't know what to do with itself. They're looking for the horse race at every turn. I was listening to you earlier and you were talking, uh, you know, about uh, the Republicans and, and CPAC and this white nationalist conference that's going on. I mean, that's. That's the conversation that's happening on the Republican side. And meanwhile, Biden administration is putting its head down and just getting the work done. And that isn't as flashy and fancy for the media, but it's important to report. And they're ignoring those stories because they want to focus again on the horse race because it's the easiest thing for them to do. They're used to it. Well, and also, as you pointed out, God bless Twitter for still being able to hear your voice is just said Putin used Trump to weaken the U.S. We are weaker now in our divisiveness, just as Putin intended. It's unfathomable to me that Americans are rooting for Russia against a sovereign democracy. But here we are. And yeah, and, and again, it, I keep saying, Jackie, why is the media 
when they're re- interviewing any Republican, not putting this entire story in, in context, and not just starting with 2016, starting with Manafort installing the Putin puppet in Ukraine, them overthrowing him, and installing Trump here in America. I mean, it, it's all right through the impeachment over Ukraine. Yeah, it's, it's a little one pull story. your hair out. It's pull your hair out infuriating to watch people say they're just now realizing how all of this is interconnected. Uh, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to tell people to go to investigaterussia.org <laughs> because every time, every time you guys flood it, my, my rates go up. <laughs> it costs me more to host the site. Sorry, um, But it's all up there as an archive. And, and the reason why we started a committee to investigate Russia originally was because we knew that this was a national security threat. We knew that Trump's entanglements with Russia were problematic for this country. He is deeply in debt to Russian oligarchs. We know this because U.S. banks would never help him. Uh, And then all of a sudden, Deutsche Bank turned around uh, and started lending him money again. And they were, in fact, the bank that was sanctioned uh, for laundering Russian money. So we know that Trump is tied to Russia. We know Hmm. that his financing has come from Russia. Both of his brilliant sons have admitted as much. (laughs) Jackie, do you feel like a lot of his debt coming due at a time when Russian assets are being frozen frozen worldwide is a problem of some sort for him? Well, that's interesting to me, too. It'd be interesting to see what happens to his finances uh, when the money starts flowing and all of a sudden they come calling for his debts. Um, I I don't think it's any accident that he absconded with 15 boxes of classified documents. (laughs) You know, they talk about how he had to leave the White House in such a hurry, uh, but he somehow managed to get 15 boxes of classified documents to Mar-a-Lago. I don't don't know what you plan on doing with those documents. I mean, he sure as heck didn't read them when he was in office. So now he's going to do some light reading now that he's uh, on vacation again at Mar-a-Lago. It doesn't make any sense other than if you intend to do something with those and monetize them in some way. And well, that's yeah, that's the part that people aren't paying attention to. Oh, man. Is that the next shoe to drop? We're going to find out what in- intel he gave to Putin uh, on Ukraine. I mean, you said I mean, it- he stood in the Oval Office yeah. and gave Russians information that he had gotten from the Israelis. Yeah. Imagine what he would do when he's not in the Oval Office. There are no boundaries here. Trump looks out for two things. He looks out for himself and he looks out for his money. Yep. And both of those things are involved here. If he can't pay back his debts and his personal safety, he has to imagine would be at risk. Yeah. Well, you and you figure out how to how to pay back his finances and he's got to figure out how to continue to ingratiate himself to the oligarchs whom Putin owns. Yeah. And you yeah, you distilled that on Twitter. When you're heavily in debt to a foreign adversary and you take classified government documents home when you leave office, it's going to raise some questions as to what you intend to do with those incredibly valuable assets. I mean, Jackie, what do you make of this? Travis, what are we hearing? Joyce Vance tweeted about it, just about the Kremlin. It looks like it's we're getting confirmation from the Kremlin that the same stuff that was in the Mueller report and the Senate intelligence report that, oh, gee, <laughs> Putin... But I mean, are they releasing that? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, we're not sure because it's basically confirming. Yes, of course. You know, Putin helped uh, install Trump. I mean, I mean what, look, do you, what do you make of it coming from the Kremlin? You know, I went back to this old article that Natasha Bertrand had written um, a, a few years back about uh, Trump's policy. I mean, he doesn't really have policies. He just kind of spews stuff before yeah. he was running for president. But he was all for Ukraine and, and supporting Ukraine. And then all of a sudden, uh, the GOP platform was changed at the behest of of the Trump campaign that we no longer would provide lethal aid to Ukraine. I think it was a, they changed the word to appropriate assistance as opposed to lethal assistance. Uh, all of a sudden, he's on the side of Putin and he's praising him uh, and he's he's throwing himself really at, at, at the feet of the Russian of the Russian uh, dictator. Uh, you just take a look at the 
the the visuals that came out of Helsinki when he said that he trusted Putin over Trump said he trusted Putin over his own intelligence community. I mean, this has been this has been ongoing. He's been doing the bidding of Putin for years. Putin set this up not only so that Ukraine would be weakened, he was trying to weaken NATO. Right. So that there wouldn't be the strong NATO alliance if he did go into Ukraine. He was trying to keep Ukraine desperately out of NATO. Uh, and, and now here we are at this crossroads where we don't want to start any sort of world war, but we want to give as much support to the sovereign democracy as possible. I think it's it's really important that we look back and say we didn't just get here overnight, that we got here because we propped up. Uh, this ally of Putin, essentially, and allowed him for four years to do all of Putin's bidding inside the United States. This disinformation campaign is on purpose. I mean, the reason why uh, we've got people in this country who are rooting for Putin over the United States and the U.S. president and U.S. national security and national policy is because Putin laid that groundwork. Yeah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Well, by the way, I saved this one for you. Cameron tweets, um, Colonel Vindman told me that Trump's delay in military aid absolutely hurt Ukraine's ability to defend itself and that there was no question it emboldened Vladimir Putin. Again, where are these questions in the questions to any Republican? Yeah. I don't know. And and it's it, it really it should be asked over and over again, you know, not only ask every Republican lawmaker if they stand behind Trump's endorsement of Putin, uh, but also to talk about uh, how Trump weakened Ukraine. And uh, let's go back to impeachment and why he was impeached, was attempting to extort uh, President Zelensky in order uh, to get him to fabricate uh, information about Joe Biden. I mean, it, this is all interconnected. Yep. This didn't happen in a vacuum. Uh, the intention was to weaken Ukraine. I mean, Putin believes that Ukraine should be part of his empire, his rebuilt empire. I don't even know yeah. what he thinks he's going to create. He's going to go back to the Soviet Union, which <laughs> we know has right. been defunct now for two decades. So I, I don't know what it is Putin hopes to get out of this. Uh, it, I don't, I don't well, know. I, I don't know. Saying, Ukraine already overthrew their Putin puppet. Yeah, they'll do it yes. again. Who, and guess by what? The way, I guess installed what? by Paul Manafort. Thank right. you. And right. I was just saying, we we overthrew our Putin, in, you know, Manafort installed Putin puppet here in the United States. It's like a, Putin is not winning. I mean, this no. threatening nukes and all this to when he's mm-hmm. n- Ukraine doesn't have nukes is, is you know it's madness. I mean, yeah, and really- also let's let's look back at Paul Manafort. I mean, he's so key in all of this. He worked with Trump in the '80s. They were not strangers. So then, after he installs Putin's puppet in Ukraine, he volunteers to work for the Trump campaign for free. That was no accident, and that happened at the time of the Republican convention when the platform on Ukraine was changed. Yeah. This didn't come out of thin air. This has all been building for a really long time. Paul Manafort being key to a lot of it. And by the way, Trump does, as you were saying, Travis, he does use Putin's strategy, just the gaslighting and the, you know, up is down and black mm-hmm. is white. He's took credit for NATO this morning. Like, oh, it's because me, the NATO's so strong. I was like, what? 
I mean, this uh, Yard tweeted this morning, this is what Putin's denazification looks like. The evacuation of one of the world's most historic Jewish communities while Russian army hunts down Ukraine's Jewish president. While he's saying he's denazifying Ukraine. It's just like, hmm? Yeah, I haven't seen the extent of the propaganda, but that's what I've heard is that uh, Russian media is pumping out this uh, this this idea that there's somehow a need to denazify uh, Ukraine. And it's the same disinformation campaigns that we see here in the United States. I mean, people who watch Fox News, who watch right wing propaganda media, uh, believe what they want to believe and they're not open. You can't even have a rational conversation anymore. I'd love to have a rational conversation with somebody as to why they believe what they believe, but you can't even get there. You can't yeah. you can't even get there with somebody who's consuming nothing but right wing propaganda because they just aren't open to any alternative viewpoint or alternative information. They, yeah. they believe that their disinformation is fact. Yeah. Yeah. The, which goes to this Brian's tweet. We all owe a great debt to the Ukrainians. They're reminding us why democracy matters. They are reminding us that it's worth fighting for, and they're reminding us that in this era of fake news and alternative facts, the truth still matters. I mean, and the best line to come out of this was President Zelensky saying, I don't need a ride. I need more I help. Need ammunition. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I, yeah. I don't even know if I'm gay anymore. I don't even know. <laughs> That's hot, hot, I mean, hot. I mean, I mean, talk about meeting the moment and, and stepping yeah. up and being the true leader that your country needs. And I, it was laughable when they asked Trump if he would defend his country. You don't know where bravery is going to come from. I mean, he, you know, we're talking oh, about deferments for bone spurs. And the guy who uh, walked up the stairs to uh, Air Force One with an umbrella while his son was being pelted by rain <laughs> because we love you best travis is making me inflict this on you and you know he's not abandoning his people he's saying and taking up arms with his countrymen if you were in a similar situation as president would you take up arms like Zelensky? well you know you never know about bravery some people think they're brave and they're not brave and other people don't think of themselves as very brave what? and they step up you never know until you get tested yeah, you're a big orange doughy pant load. You would crap he's your a, pants and run. What, what, is he yeah, a sno- he, what is he a snowman made out of? He's a snowman made of canned hams, according to Bob Seska. <laughs> <laughs> he was tested. He failed. Yes. He, he did nothing to defend this country when he was given the opportunity. Yeah. And, and, and he spent most of his presidency golfing. So. I know. And I love this one. One last one before we break. Lily tweeted, Ukrainian men 18 to 60 are told to stay and fight for their country. Can you imagine the reaction of American men putting on a mask to protect their grandma was a bridge too far? Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> oh, just at the same time with this see, trucker convoy, right? Screaming yep. about freedom, you know, it, because of a piece of cloth on their face. When, you know, we look at what freedom really, the loss of freedom really is gonna, would look like in Ukraine, right? Oh my God! I mean, we're we're such babies sometimes. <laughs> we really are. I loved your tweet. To be fair, if you're a Trump supporter, smearing feces on the wall of the Capitol could be the highest form of legitimate political discourse you're capable of achieving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when they told that legitimate political discourse, I just you know that 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 was it for me. I'm done. See, that's why I love you best because you're smart and you made a poo joke. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> twenty-one. <laughs> I actually, I, I dated someone for a long time who had young children who said to me, I have three young kids and you talk about poop more than anybody I know. So. Yay! <laughs> Yay! 